Frank, Dan, before we start the show, I want to get, I just want to talk briefly about uh, the conference on death, grief, and belief that is coming up in July. You Ooh. and I are going to be talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're given the keynote. My uh, God. It's, it's, it's July 15th through the 17th of this year. It is in person. We will uh. be in Portland, Oregon for this. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that our listeners remember about it. Uh, if they want to go and sign up uh, and attend the whole conference, they can get $25 off the general admission uh, price by go- by just entering the code TGIA. Uh, so definitely do that. I ha- this is going to be a really good conference. Seth Andrews from The Thinking Atheist is also going to be there. There, It's really a lot of talk about uh, death and grieving uh, without... The a, a lot of the uh, the the religious nonsense, which yeah. will be a, a great topic. Fresh air, absolutely. What's the website, Dan? Where do uh, people go? So you can go to uh, deathgriefandbelief.com for all the info. But there's a there's a, another website that I want to tell people about really quickly. Uh, sorry t- that this is a that this is a pre roll thing, but it's actually important. Um, we're gonna have a party after you and I, Frank, give our talk. Uh, on that Friday, mm-hmm. there will be a, or is it Saturday? I don't know. One Saturday. of the days. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, there's going to be an after party. Uh, so if you go to atheistafterparty.com, you can sign up for that. That will be free of charge. It's a, you know, you'll pay for your own drinks and everything, but it's free. We'll be there. Seth Andrews will be there. You get to meet us. We can just chat. Uh, and also you can, you can also sign up, I think, just to hear us talk. Frank, uh, on that oh, evening. That's pretty cool. Uh, so go, but to, go to the whole thing. Go, the but whole go thing. to the whole thing. But if you if you can't do that, if you're in the Portland area, or even, even if you just want an excuse to come to the Portland area, go to atheistafterparty.com, uh, and that'll take you to uh, a place where you can sign up for the after party, or <laughs> go to deathgriefandbelief.com uh, to find the whole conference. And, uh, and we'll see you in Portland. Yeah. Let's do a show. Hey, everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, oh my God, an absolute incredible revelation, so to speak, about the Mormon church and yeah. their vast holdings. There's more information I, that came out. And there are. I would call it an entirely credible revelation myself. <laughs> um, and it is ridiculous what they we're going are. hard on mormonism this week yeah. uh but trust me it's going to be worth it you guys there's a lot <laughs> the mormons <laughs> Woo! there's a lot of there's a lot going on with the mormons right now yeah and Ain't we'll that. get to that mormon stuff but first dan yeah oh dan dan oh no such a such sad sad news at least from the perspective of the American Bible Society, whose recent survey has found a, quote, unprecedented drop in Bible reading. 
Oh no! Oh, how sad for them. Yeah. No, it's very. Um, that is. That is actually that's sad for me too because I personally <laughs> feel like there's very little that can make a person like a non-believer faster than actually <laughs> earnestly reading that book. Well, I think the two things are probably happening kind of at the same time. Yeah, people uh, reading their Bibles and not believing and the numbers go down because yeah. here are the numbers uh okay. last year 2021 50 percent of americans when surveyed were bible users oh 50 percent. however this year <laughs> the number of bible users which we'll get to what they how they define they, Bible user in a minute. What they mean by that? Yeah, but uh, the number of Bible users uh, accounts for just thirty nine percent of the adult Whoa! population. So uh, an eleven percent drop. That's a big drop. That's a. They're big, not messing around. Big drop. Uh, it's the lowest number in. Oh, I think they said over a decade, maybe more. Wow. Um, the so their definition of Bible user because this is choice. Okay. <laughs> I love the term Bible user. It makes it seem like it's a drug. <laughs> I, hello, my name is Dan. I've used the Bible for 15 years <laughs> of my life. It ruined everything. <gasps> Everybody's like, hi, Dan. Oh, and then you tell your little story. You do your 12 step. Oh my God. You apologize. Bible program, you go around and apologize to all the people. Yeah. You hurt because you read the Bible. This yeah. is actually a really good idea, Dan. We need it. We need it. You've got some apology. You went on a mission. You've got some apologizing. Oh, to do. no. Please don't make me do that. Um, <laughs> the, a Bible user is someone who uses the Bible at least three to four times a year. <laughs> now, you're saying uses. We're yeah, not talking outside about of a doorstop, though. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, I, but they people use, use the, people use the Bible for rolling papers sometimes, but that's that's not that's what we're not talking. We're talking, talking about, about like reading the Bible for some sort of spiritual edification or something. Yeah, to find uh, an answer to a deeply held like question, and and you know to like to 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 become a better person, even Dan. Yeah. That's what you people know, they, use if, the Bible for. The thing is, if they asked me. If they were polling and they asked me uh, if I've read the Bible at least three or four times this year, uh, yeah, I'm all over that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, I wouldn't say you're but, using it in the way that they would define it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it recreationally. Yeah. It's I'm not not the way that a prescription would would have you do it. Yeah. Part of the survey, Dan, um, asked the question, how do you think our country would be without the Bible? Um, mm. And they, I guess they laid out a hypothetical scenario where nobody read the Bible at all. 45% of respondents uh, indicated that they, that they thought the United States would be worse off without uh -huh. the Bible. This is, okay. a, this is a, a down from last year when 54% believe the, the u.s so would be under 50 percent were like it'd be bad it'd be worse it'd definitely be worse yeah. okay continue yeah. more numbers <laughs> more numbers um 41 of respondents uh said that the country would be about the same without the bible um that's, so for 40 of americans are like uh 
Their, yeah. their response to like, there's no more Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's fine. That's an increase from 33%. He said that in 2021. Yeah. And the share of Americans who think the U.S. would be better off without <laughs> the Bible remained the same. Oh. That's a disappointment. What? 14%. Yeah. In okay. Both years. That's just us. That's us. We're, us. we're out here. We're uh, you and me and all of our listeners are 14%. And then the rest of it is just, uh, is yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm loving that 40% of our population is like, no, it's not going to change anything. <laughs> Nobody actually cares what it says. Right. Like people read it a little bit, but isn't it fine. Yeah. It's amazing. So good. There you go. That's a th- those are those are big numbers in my mind. That's a that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So. I love this. The 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 where we're at right now. I mean, the pandemic was a horrible thing to live through. But if we get is, one is continues to one be. good thing <laughs> from this, it's people not feeling not going to church because they just felt like they had to. For a year, right or for two years yeah. at this point right and so um and then getting into the habit and forming new habits of not going and realizing it's not the end of the world and actually and the those judgmental up. assholes you know who at church who always made them feel bad about themselves that they're just jerks they don't need those people in their lives well and all of these pastors showing their true colors oh, yeah. like I don't care about mm-hmm. the, the health and safety of my parishioners. I care about you guys coming to church and getting and giving me your money. It's absolutely. Yeah. So yep. there you go. Well, speaking of church, uh, the Marmons, as we alluded to last week, I think, uh, I think we did, had their, their general conference. Oh, yeah. We mentioned it. Yep. Uh, this last weekend. Uh, mercifully, I was able to avoid watching any of it. It is... <laughs> A, a painful thing to but I actually saw like posts on Facebook by Mormons. Oh no. There was a, somebody in in the Salt Lake Tribune, a Mormon who was a, a columnist for the Salt Lake Tribune, wrote a whole thing about like, can we punch this up a little bit? <laughs> wrote a thing about how bore how how crap general conference is. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it before. It it is crap. It is, and it was, it was. I thought it was supposed to be torture. I thought that that was the intention of it when I was a kid. Oh wait, do they think they're actually putting on a show? Do these octogenarians <sighs> and nonagerians or whatever? Do they actually think they're putting on like a, a three ring circus? But their I energy levels are just like, like but inside they, I, they're doing big dance numbers. You know. When I learned that Mormons are just like <laughs> when I started to hear other churches playing hymns that have the same tune as Mormon hymns, and I started to hear how fast they were, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, Speedy, <laughs> slow it down! What do you do?" And then I realized, "Oh no, we're the wrong ones. <laughs> Not everything has to be a drone. It doesn't all have to be. It, a, a, a song doesn't have to take forty-two minutes to get through." <laughs> You have to fill the anyway, three hours of, or I guess it's two hours of church now. You have to fill it yeah. somehow, Dan. You got to fill it. You got to fill it. <laughs> you can either anyway. sing slowly or listen to Sister Johansson go on forever. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> might as well sing slow. Matter of fact, slow it down. 
Slow it down. I don't I don't need to hear that talk by sister so and so. Um so anyway, the so general conference is just, you know, the top brass of the church getting up and droning on about the same, you know, making up stories about faith uplifting <laughs> stories so and they're literally just lying the whole time, but they're they're illustrating good points and they're using this mode of speaking and it's always gotta be like this anyway so the prophet of the church got up and spoke and said some some things about you know don't be contentious and forgive people and and Mm. be nice to people and and really avoid hurting anybody Mm. He, he was he laid that down pretty thick and then in the same session of conference dallin oaks the second ranking member of of the top brass of the Mormon church got up and made sure to let everybody know that um by the way we do still hate the gays and the and and the trans people <laughs> yeah. just oh, let's just be clear <laughs> nothing yes he said be nice and don't hurt anybody but that doesn't nothing mean- has changed <laughs> about that literally said that the highest level of salvation quote can only be attained through faithfulness to the covenants of an eternal marriage between a man and a woman, not adding, or a man and lots of women, which is also still their uh, professed theology. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He said, the divine doctrine is why we teach that gender is an essential characteristic of of individual pre-mortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. So there you go. What so what he was see, really getting at was no gay, no trans. Yeah. And what I I think that they have a really easy answer for the trans question, right? With well, if gender is eternal, right? And the 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 person, you know, here's a, a trans woman, right? Yeah. Like but born with, you know, a male body then that seems to be eternal, right? Yeah. Like why that seems like that could be an easy uh, adaptation of their doctrine. Just be like, well, yeah, this trans woman was always a woman, even in the pre-existence. Right. Exactly. Mormons talk a lot about the pre-existence and about, and uh, like Mormons have the three phases of, of our life, the pre-existence now mortality, and then the post mortal coil. And uh, the interest, I think you're right. That that would be just such an easy pivot yeah. for them. It, it, it just uh, totally dovetails in. They don't have to change really a thing, right? Well, they do. I mean, what they have to say is mortal bodies are uh, are just mortal. They're just, you know, they, they are prone to problems, obviously. Mm-hmm. We, we have people that have birth defects and various uh, various issues. But this person has recognized that their immortal soul has X gender attached to it. Yeah. It would be a pretty easy thing, but you'd have to have all of these fucking million-year-old dinosaurs <laughs> First okay wrap their head that. around what it means wrap to be Wrap their trans. head around it. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you're right, that it would be easy. They could just say, look, we know that there are intersex people. Yeah. Yes. If, <laughs> yes. if like, biological sex was God's big plan... Where the fuck are they coming from yeah. then? Yeah. 
So obviously, the the bodies are not just single gendered. Yeah. But I mean, your here's the problem though. Your pivot doesn't account for the envies of the world, the non-binary people. And yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that it that it's a total one hundred percent perfect fix, right? right? I'm saying that I think that they could be. Um, far, they can buy themselves another fifteen years of of uh, of not being dicks. Yeah, I mean, they could do something totally mind blowing that would just like make people just scratch their heads and just be cool with trans people while still being dicks to gay people. <laughs> they could really uh, get some headlines with that one. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> That would be remarkable. If they accepted <laughs> trans people and were like, no, nah, we're still not okay with gays, though. <laughs> that, that would be astounding. <laughs> I want it so bad. And I I'm a gay man. <laughs> we, we, need, we, we need to start like making rumblings. We need to figure out how to get into those meetings and just be like, you guys need to do this. <laughs> you want? Seriously, guys, this would be an incredible PR move. People wouldn't know what to do with you. They would literally, they, <laughs> you would shut them down. They would not know what to say. They couldn't shit on you because you're accepting trans people, but they'd want to because you'd be in you'd be in an amazing position. <laughs> As it stands, oh. no, they are way too old and out of touch for that. So <laughs> instead, they're just going to continue their their uh, oh, golly. hatred. Yeah, and along those lines. Um, oh, uh, goody! I love staying along those lines. <laughs> uh, BYU. Uh, Brigham Young the University, Mor the, Mormon, the Mormon University, the Mormon Mormon University. Um, they um, they have a speech therapy uh, program, and they have a clinic that their uh, master's program students are able to gain experience uh, sure. working in. Actual um, clients come in, and they they work with them. And uh, one of the services that they had been providing was helping transgender clients adapt their voice. Oh. Um during while they're transitioning, right? That's nice. And uh yeah. That is nice. You don't expect it from Brigham Young University. No, not um, at all. But you know, sometimes you're a university. And <laughs> <Right>. uh <laughs> If you want, you want those you valuable want to be accredited, yeah. If you want that valuable accreditation uh, for your uh, audiology and speech language pathology programs, um, then you have to kind of comply with the standards <laughs> of the Council on Academic Accreditation in Audiology and Speech Language right. Pathology. They're basically the ones that get to determine if the kids coming out with degrees mean anything exactly like, if they get to keep working exactly. so it's kind of important yes um and that organization is now investigating byu and looking at <laughs> and looking into whether or not the their master's program remains in compliance because the school has officially uh instructed the the program to uh turn away the transgender Clients. Of course they have. Um, and uh, and Todd Hellingshead, the BYU spokesperson, boy, he he really 
he really goes for it in this uh <laughs> okay uh little uh line that he has about the the school uh no longer providing gender affirming voice and communication services um for any individual he says uh not just transgender clients right I think oh, that okay. one's okay. BYU he's not, is, he's not satisfied just stopping there. Yeah. BYU is you no can't but, just discriminate against one group. Yeah. Let's keep going. They're no listen to it. BYU is no longer providing gender affirming voice and communication services for any individual. Not just transgender. Wait, people. wait. if I am <laughs> a man uh-huh. who wants to sound more like a man who uh-huh. for whatever reason yeah. needs help with that. That's not okay. That's either. not okay either. <laughs> <laughs> That's the length that they're going to, to try to say that, no, 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 we're being consistent here. <laughs> That's just something we don't do. Oh my God. <laughs> they thought they could get around it. That's amazing. Oh, well, they don't, they don't. They literally told poor uh, Todd Hollings head, uh, give it your best. <laughs> that's what he came up with he's like yeah. you got to defend this uh, <laughs> it does, it, nothing about it is good <laughs> just come up with something and he's just like oh uh, well we don't provide it for anyone <laughs> oh my god that's amazing <laughs> so yeah so uh multiple groups are are looking at byu right now obviously, obviously advocacy groups and academic uh freedom groups and all sorts of all that kind of stuff. Woo! Are peeved. Yeah. As they should be. Uh, I, I, I hope they lose their accreditation. Yeah. I feel bad for people, you know, kids that shelled out money for degrees that might turn into worthlessness. Yeah. But, yep. Uh, don't go to BYU yeah. is the answer for that. And also, if you are at BYU right now and you're in some corner of the university where you're like, I really can't believe how liberal my program is, all things considered, right? Yeah. It's not going to last, guys. You like, they out. are, they're coming for all of these different programs. They Transfer don't your credits now. go someplace else while they're still worth anything. Get out. Yeah. You're out, if you're at BYU, you're a good student, probably had decent SAT or ACT scores, go someplace else. Go somewhere else. All right. Uh, I am. Okay. We're done with the Mormons for a bit, for a second. Just one little second, because I'm going to talk about, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Frank. Uh, What's that? There seems to be a bit of a dust up over to the, to the Ukraine. <laughs> uh, really? A, yeah. A little bit of a, a little bit of a kerfuffle uh, <laughs> seems to have erupted uh, over in those parts. And and yeah, obviously there's a big war there, and medicine is needed. Mm. And here's the thing: I got to give some credit where it's due, because Franklin Graham and his uh, Samaritan's Purse group have gone out there. They have set up a field hospital and uh, like three different clinics really? in Ukraine, actually in the the country itself. Um, kind of far from where a lot of the fighting is, hmm. um, close to the closer to the uh, Polish border, but they're actually working on moving further in and actually uh, helping people uh, further in. So, all right, 
I think that's great. I think that that's actually a useful thing for a church to be doing. Uh, so I, I'm glad of that. However, <laughs> uh oh, I was waiting. I was like, this can't. There must be another shoe. Somewhere. There must be. Um, you know, I was reading an article about it uh, in uh, Religion News Service, and the thing that they don't mention is how clear uh, Franklin Graham's intention is, and the, and Samaritan Purse in general, their intention is to proselytize to the people while they're getting their medical treatment. Oh, uh, what? To the point where uh, Franklin Graham actually tweeted, and I actually, I you know, I responded to this. This was a, a, a few weeks ago. Tweeted, quote, The safest place in the world is in the center of God's will. I really believe that medical care a lot of times is God's tool to allow us to connect to people and share the gospel. (laughs) God, that's sick. So, yeah, (laughs) it's monstrous. Here's the thing. Most Ukrainians are already Christian. Right. So it's like not that big of a deal. But not all of them. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly they're not all Franklin Graham brand Christians. Most right. of them are Orthodox, which it's going to be fine. Like those people will be fine hearing a little Jesus talk. But you know what? Fuck you for doing it. Yeah. You're doing a good thing Just by going it, and yeah. helping. Just let it be a good thing. Just show the world that you're doing good. <laughs> Don't. Just do good. Yeah. Don't it take would be advantage amazing. of these people. They're taking advantage of the situation. It's disgusting. It's like when it's, it's like Mormons on their missions who are trained Mm -hmm. that your best bet for converting someone to the religion is finding someone who's in at their most vulnerable. Yeah. It's um, finding someone who is in deep grief mm -hmm. or who is in deep crisis Mm -hmm. and then swoop in baby. Yeah. Literally says it in the missionary uh, little handbook thing. It's like, it's like the be- the if the best people to proselytize to are like those who just lost a, a loved one. Yeah, like it said, like they they spell it out. It, yeah, they it's, and and ex- Graham and there these people are no better. They're yeah. literally exactly the same. Their oh, yeah, whole yeah, goal. Yeah is to get people in their tent and while they're fixing them up, save them for Jesus. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's a spiritual blackmail. It's, it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's funny because I, 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 I tweeted at uh, Franklin Graham. He doesn't seem to have noticed, (laughs) Um, but I just, I just said, I, you know, I just said it was disgusting yeah. Uh, and then I and I and I pointed out that like if your family imagine if your family member got medical treatment and then uh, announced to the family that because the people that treated them were so great they're joining Islam. <laughs> like how how would you feel about that? Yeah. If you would feel shitty about that then you need to think about that before you do it. You're doing the same thing. Yes, and but someone Islam isn't the right 
church. Right. Yes. Uh, that, all religion. I mean. Right. Right. Of course. I needed to think of that. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I'm right. They're wrong. Therefore, yes. whatever just, I do <laughs> to save them is good. Yeah. That's somebody. The, that's, somebody tweeted at me after I wrote that. They said Christ tells us to share His gospel to all the world. The world. If you disagree. Your beef is with Christ. And I was oh, like, God. um, I said, if he, t- if he tells people to take advantage of the most vulnerable at their weakest moment, then yeah, I have a beef with him. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, yeah. Dan. Okay. Canada. I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. You've been there you, a time you or probably two. probably have heard of it. Um, they are doing something because they have like um, doctor assist, assisted uh, death. Right. They do. I um, know someone who, who engaged it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, then not anymore. He's dead. Well, yeah. But that, make, that makes sense. Because that's what happens with, with doctor assisted suicide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you end up dead at the end of it. Um, yeah. So. They're and, and they're not alone in that. There's a number of there. There are even places in in the United States, right? That that I think uh, it's we're, just uh, Oregon, isn't it? I think it's Oregon and somebody else. Okay. I can't remember. I don't think it's just Oregon. But anyway, nonetheless, it's a good thing. It, I I am oh, firmly yeah. on board with it. Absolutely, you can you can go thing. to Switzerland. Um, right. There's uh, I, I believe Denmark. I'm not going to mm. continue on with my speculation. I think the Netherlands has it. You um, are going to continue. You just <laughs> said you weren't, and then you did. Um, but but nonetheless, it's a really good thing. And but uh, Canada is going to be pushing their their boundaries that they currently have established into a new into a new area, which is to include mentally ill folk in those who would be eligible uh, oh, wow. for uh, doctor assisted. Uh, death and yeah. um and and it, they're 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 not alone in that either there are other places in the world uh that that uh have decided to do that uh, including the netherlands which i think has been doing it since like 2002 according to this article Rag. but it's canada will start allowing this in uh march of 2023 uh, okay. And they are in the, the process right now of establishing the guidelines, um, but it would allow people to uh, end their life for conditions as depression, bipolar disorder, uh, personality disorders, schizophrenia, hmm. PTSD, um, and, and probably a, a much longer list than that of other mental um, afflictions. Sure. And, but the, but this is, it's really interesting because like, you know, um, cancer shows up on a scan, right? You, right. And, or, or you can see it. It's, you can see it's progression and you can see the physical effects, the pain, the suffering, right. the, the illness It becomes very obvious exactly at some point. And so like, and uh, um, um, among the, the, the myriad other physical ailments that could possibly you know, qualify for, for medical assisted suicide. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's that evidence, right. That's, that's right. that you can look at, you can point at, and there's kind of, um, there's going to be a natural end that's coming anyway. 
right? Right. Um, it's just people deciding to to die on their own terms, right? And and not to live in severe pain, exactly. That yeah. sort of thing. But with mental illness, there's the pain isn't visible. The pain isn't visible, and so the questions yeah. are a lot more difficult, and these lines are a lot harder to 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 set up like ethical boundaries, right, and guidelines. Sure. Um, and so they're struggling. They're not struggling. They might be struggling, but they're, they're working through that right now. And I just think it's such a fascinating, um, thing to kind of think about because like, also we have this sense of like many things like depression, you get over depression, right? That's, that's the idea, right? Yeah. You, you work through it. You take this medication blah, 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 and now your depression is cured and you're happy, right? Right. But we know right. you just you just got to hold on for that little yeah. while longer. But the, there there is also sort of treatment resistant depression as well. Yeah. Like people who don't get over it, and uh, and so forth and so on with all all of the things that you know this article mentions PTSD and all this, like bipolar disorder, like so many like we we consider them treatable and, and things that you should either treat and live with or um, treat and get over. Right. Right. And it, it just adds this, this question of like, I mean, I have an unease with it. I have to admit, like I'm, I'm really uneasy about this. Sure. Um, it's, these are not easy questions. Yeah. If you're not, if, if, if you find this all easy, I don't think you're thinking hard enough about it. <laughs> Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing. I think that I, I, I'm a big supporter of people's right to choose, uh, this sort of thing uh -huh. when they, when they die, uh, and, and totally. how, and that sort of yeah. thing. Cause I think that everybody's life is their own. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I, I don't have a, a problem with it, but man, yeah, it's, and and then you hear the the religious people and they start to scream and shout about it. It's like you know what, you just go and meet somebody who's in constant pain. Yeah, and then and then see how Im immoral it is. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, something uh, has been brewing mm -hmm. down under. Oh. In Australia now, and this was sent in to us by uh, by several of our Aussie listeners. Thank you. It's. I am fascinated by this. Okay. So here in these United States, when you when you give money to a charity, that money is tax deductible. Okay. You you can you can write that off of your taxes. Yeah. Um and in the United States, tithing is considered charitable donation. Correct. Uh, now no. I have always have long objected to that because it is not a charitable donation. It is just membership dues, and that's <laughs> a different thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, what I did not know is that other parts of the world agree with me. I had no idea. Apparently, Australia and I think Canada and some other places don't count tithing as charitable giving, and therefore it is not tax deductible. Oh wow. Good for them. Um, which I think is great and uh, exactly where you need to be. So good for you. But the church, the Mormon church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has been cheating. 
What? I had no idea about this, but it apparently it turns out, or at least there are allegations made, that what the church has done is started a different organization that they claim is a charitable organization, and they've been having their members donate to that what? so that their members can get their full tax-deductible uh, status oh. in, on, on, on their what would have been their tithing. So they're saying, don't give to the, to the church directly your tithing don't, money. This isn't quote-unquote tithing. This is you're giving to a charitable trust. Are, but are they being let off the hook for paying tithing? Yeah. So they're saying give 10% of your income to this charitable trust instead of to us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and wow. so it looks like the doors are being blown off of this thing. Uh, it's early in the game, and so we don't know what's happening, but... Uh, people who were inside the church in uh, in fairly senior roles are now uh, blowing the whistle. Oh my god! And it's amazing. Uh, if I just more evidence that it's just about the money for the Mormons. Yeah, I, I mean, hell, hell, at least they're trying to look out for their parishioners. <laughs> they're they're yeah, not but, just doing a money a cash grab for themselves. Yeah, but guaranteed they get more money. If oh it's, yeah! If it's a tax deduction, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're, it's it it it's probably easy for them to spin it to the membership as oh right. we're just trying to help you guys out. No 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 no, they're one hundred percent looking out for themselves. And, and I want to know way, what this charitable trust, what it does, and what it owns, so forth. Apparently, and so on. it doesn't just like the rest of the Mormon Church. It doesn't do much. Like what we, here's what we know about the Mormon church. And we'll be talking about this a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. But we know that this, this is a church that has a hundred plus billion dollars lying around. Yeah. Like just invested in funds and they're not doing fuck all with it. Right. For the longest time, their, their charitable giving was it. Like in the tens of millions. Right. When they've got hundreds of billions. Yeah. It was like literally. And I think, I think they've, they've ramped it up since everybody found out and they've, they've it's done like a still billion not dollars that much. or something. No, there's no It's way. still not that much. Yeah. It's, and the, here's the other thing. Even at their best, I give more to charity as a percentage of my income. Oh, sure. As a percentage of my wealth and income, I give like orders of magnitude more to charity than they do. Right. And they did. And as someone uh, in this article from the Sydney morning Herald pointed out, this is a guy who, who used to work for the church. They don't set up schools, right? They don't set up hospitals. They don't have homeless shelters. They don't have places for women to escape when they've been in bad marriages. They, like the main charitable giving that they do is they give their own members food when they're down on their luck. Yeah. And some clothing. But like, do they do anything for anybody else? Not really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think they're giving uh, some to, uh, I saw something about they're giving something to Ukraine. So that's good. Oh, but. well, that's nice. 
but literally as a percentage when you look at it as a percentage of their of their holdings and of their income yeah it's disgusting and now to find out that they're basically committing tax fraud in Australia is astounding <laughs> oh my god i hope they get in so much trouble oh golly uh, so there you go. Uh, that's that. If you have anything, you know, if you want to blow the whistle on your former church, feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and uh, leave us a voicemail message. Our Please. telephone number uh, is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming right up. Well, Frank, Dan, uh, there is a right wing evangelist. Oh, I, I mean, just there's one? a lot of them. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. there's more. There's there's plenty. Uh, this one happened. This one is a guy named Mario Murillo. Ooh, uh, okay. Who who has some stuff to? You know, I'll just let him say it. It's fine. He's he's preaching, and uh, I th- I think he's making just a lot of sense. All right, cool. This is a war between good and evil. And you've got to decide which side you're on. Are you on the side of good or are you on the side of evil? And if you cannot renounce critical race theory, you are a racist. Because you need to understand the mechanism. Look at me. The mechanism. The devil looked down on earth and saw the strides America had made toward racial equality. How the doors had blown wide open, regardless of your color. I remember what church used to be like. It wasn't just racial equality. We were so full of God that we didn't even know what color you were. And we didn't care. The Democratic Party is of Satan, and every true American has got to rise up and stop it right now. Frank. Dan. If you, I I just, critical race theory. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Oh, my God. If any of these people, uh, can we just, uh, I'll just reiterate something that we've said many times, which is just that. Critical race theory is only taught in like law school and yeah. it's not to do with anything. Yeah. They're just making shit up about it. They if if any of these people could adequately define critical race theory, I would I would eat my hat. <laughs> uh however, uh yeah, you gotta love you gotta love the uh we don't I don't even see color. We didn't even see oh color. Oh my god. Just shut uh, up. Please, please never ever say I don't see color. Uh, that 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 is a that is a bad take. Oh, That's a bad look. What country was he living in? That like right? we had race all figured out in this country. It was the doors were blown wide open, Frank. <laughs> there was no racism, and then and then the Democrats came in with their critical race critical theory. Race theory comes along, and suddenly it's all racist, but against <laughs> whites. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's what. That's all that's, they care about. Yeah, absolutely. 
Jesus Christ. Hey, you're you're making me feel bad. You're making me think about my people. Yeah. You know, in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. Don't don't do that. Don't talk about white people like that. You must be. You're racist <laughs> and you're mean. That's what's going on. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, look, we had some folks write into us, call into us. We had a call, uh, a voicemail. Yeah. We got we got all kinds of stuff. So I'm gonna just dive right into that. Uh, Rob wrote in um, to to talk about you and I had a discussion, Frank, about hero worship. Oh yeah, if you'll recall, and the fact that uh, we're we're again it, we don't like it. Um, so Rob said, "Hey Frank and Dan, I'm glad you discussed hero worship on your most recent episode. It's like we learned the wrong lessons from me too. Like the problem was we were idolizing the wrong men." So let's toss out Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., and every other guy caught being a monster, and instead bring in a new slate of men to idolize, like Tom Hanks, Fred Rogers, and Chris Evans. It's like Dan said, at some point we're setting ourselves up for disappointment if we keep doing that. (laughs) I think we need to get better about nuance. Mm. I admire Einstein for his contributions to physics and his political views, But under no circumstances would I look to him for an example of a healthy relationship. Hmm. Dr. King's marital infidelity does not minimize his contributions to the civil rights movement. Hitchens was 100% wrong in his endorsement of the Iraq war, but still absolutely correct in his condemnation of Mother Teresa. Yeah. On the other hand, some folks do things that are so awful that maybe nothing else they say or do is worth considering. It gets into weighing the good versus the bad that a person did in a way that I don't feel qualified to judge, especially if the harm was to a group I'm not in. I'm a cishet white guy. Uh, There are things that I'll never experience that would be wildly presumptuous for me to speak about. Uh, It also begs the question about redemption or rehabilitation. If someone attempts to repair the harm they did, when do we let them back into the cool kids club? Hmm. Yeah. And those are all very, very good questions. I don't have any answers. Me neither. Yeah. But I do I do agree that like that has to be part of the conversation. We gotta get like to we that have point. to be able to yeah. talk about when is you know, is redemption possible and what does that road look like? Mm-hmm. And uh and you know, who do we who do we yes let back in? Uh and who needs to stay uh, away. Yeah. Do I ever and, get to eat a Jello pudding pop ever again in my life? <laughs> Wasn't that he, Bill Cosby? That was Bill Cosby. That's <laughs> it's true. Oh man, I've cut. I am so against Bill Cosby. I won't eat Jello. And <laughs> what else did he That's, endorse? That is, and and uh, I don't. I and don't, I don't care what, what those precocious kids have to say. I have to say, <laughs> I don't care. They, and I, and it I, doesn't matter how darned it is. <laughs> uh, anonymous wrote into us and said, I "Just wanted to add another voice to the to the discussion about people who have left church in response to the pandemic." My husband and I both started deconstructing our Christian upbringings after the 2016 election. Gee, why would that have done anything? Uh, but the not so Christian response to the pandemic was the last straw for both of us. 
We have since found a hiking group that meets most weekends, often on Sundays, and jokingly refer to it as our new church. We get all the benefits of community and togetherness with others without any of the bullshit. We are both more agnostic than atheist at this point, but I still love listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work and keep positive. There are many more of us who are waking up when I think of friends that I grew up with in our Fundy, quiverful church. Oh, wow. Most of the genuinely kind ones have also found their way out. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's that whole, that's the trend line. That's we, a, yeah. we are winning and they're losing and we're not even sending missionaries out. Yeah. We're not even trying. We're, I mean, you and I do a podcast <laughs> literally every week about it. Okay. So, so we've been trying. Maybe we're trying a little, but it's mostly, we're mostly just talking to other atheists. Yeah. We're not actually trying we're to convert anybody. Yeah. yeah. We have a voicemail, eh? We do. Uh, this is, uh, this listener is responding to, we talked about Clarence Thomas last week. There was a case before the Supreme Court. We don't have to get into the particulars of the case, but Clarence Thomas in his dissent questioned the sincerity of uh, the plaintiff's uh, uh, religiously held position, his beliefs right. and whatnot. Hey, Frank and Dan, just listen to this week's episode. Uh, your analysis, uh, Clarence Thomas, kind of scared me. The fact that he is now deciding how religious the person is, um, evaluating whether their faith is real or not. That's kind of a scary concept. And I don't know if he's setting that up for future court cases that try to challenge Christian superiority by, you know, Satanic Temple, for instance, saying that their religion is not real. They're just using it to game the system. Just something that came to me. Um, Anyways, love the show. Thank you guys for all you do. And uh, food for thought. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah it's uh, he's he, uh, it's a scary court right now. Thank, thankfully, we got a new court member. So uh, yeah. while we didn't we didn't move the needle in terms of like getting the court any more reasonable, at least it will. There will be uh, a good, hopefully, a powerful voice. Yeah. Also, a younger voice than the voice that's being replaced, which is yeah. critical. Like, yeah, <laughs> these, I mean these. Old liberals. She's not, she's, she's not one of these uh, teenagers that the, the Republicans are trying to put on yeah, there. But, she's, but I'll take a 50-something-year-old. Yeah. 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 Totally. She'll, 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 she'll be there be for there. a while. Hooray for her. I'm excited about her. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, one more uh, email. This is from John in Melbourne, Australia. Hi, John. Who says, hi there. I found your segment on the Mormon Heavenly Mother very interesting, Mm. but unsatisfying. Mm. I wanted to know more. Mm. She does sound awfully Catholic, but I'm a mere fallen Methodist, so what would I know? (laughs) Would you be able to expound a little more on her backstory, please? Is there a Mormon pantheon, and where does she fit in? Ah. No. No, we can't expound on it anymore. You literally know as much as we do about her. She, you're not allowed to talk about her. She's not real. The, this, literally, like the Mormon church 
tries desperately to never say anything about her. Yeah, I mean, but they've had to. Like, even this last conference, they had to bring her up because yeah. it, the, the topic is out there, right? Um, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the history of it, 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 it's just buried deep in, in Mormon theology, right? Like you've, well, as you pointed out, I think she was kind of made up by, uh, Eliza snow by one of Joseph Smith's wives. Mm, yeah. And he just was like, sure. That sounds right. That sounds good. Yeah. And then it was just, then it was Canon, but nobody wants it. Like none, none of the men, you know, in, none of the old none men, of the men want it. Yeah. And they're all in charge. So they, so like, they just avoid the topic. Yeah. So basically what we know is that God has a wife, at least a wife, at least one wife. Probably more. And uh, she's just there to uh, to vacuum heaven and get sandwiches. <laughs> and spew forth spirit babies. Yeah. Billions. Bil- billions. By the billions. Of spirit babies. Presumably, literally, like, as Mormons frequently imagine it, she is like birthing them in some way. I don't know if they're imagining like a vaginal thing. I would, I I mean, while never (laughs) expressly stated, I never could imagine it working in any sort of different way. Of course it's vaginal. (laughs) She's just pumping out billions upon billions of spirit babies. Just wisps constantly. (laughs) <laughs> like a slot machine that pays out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, like it's spewing for it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I mean, it would have Coins to be, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. although, I think she did it in, obviously, because, like, we're still working off the back stock. Right. <laughs> right. Like she yeah, did this she a had long an eternity time ago. before yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. to do yeah. it. She's she's not maybe necessarily doing it now. She got it out of her system. She's resting. Some sort of spiritual menopause of some kind. That can be oh unpaused. So yeah. Probably. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean it's with, all very with complicated. God, all and things are possible. And, yeah. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But sorry, John, we really genuinely don't have more information than that. I like the you. idea, like the question of a pantheon yeah. for the Mormons. There's not, but they do. But it <sighs> is technically a polytheistic religion yeah. in the sense that, yes, there's only one God for us. Yeah. But there's gods for other places. Yeah. And we could become gods ourselves. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. I mean, technically, anyone who reads, who believes, who claims to believe in the Bible should claim, should fully embrace uh, polytheism. There are multiple mm. other gods mm-hmm. mentioned and, uh, and talked about as actual living beings in the Bible. Mm. But they, again, they, everybody just glosses over that stuff. Anyway, uh, hey, we. Uh, I just want to thank a uh, a, a new contributor. Um, so, thanks to Simon, who has who has given us a donation on PayPal. And uh, Simon, you now are a deacon in the uh, in in uh, we and you we confer upon you all the priesthood powers and blessings that come with that, uh, which is of course nothing. It's just 
pretend magic, but we got as much pretend magic as the Mormons do. So, boom. Congratulations. There you go. That's awesome. Yep. Let's just say that, like, if you want to be cool like oh, Simon yeah. and give us your money, which uh, we think you should, mm-hmm. um, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and just click on the support tab. Uh, and and that'll get you there, and then you'll be one of our favorite people, just like Simon is, <laughs> uh, and that makes you better than the other listeners. So, it's like it's like getting medallion status when you're flying on Delta or whatever. It's it's just makes you better. <laughs> don't be don't be one of the hoi polloi. Don't don't be the peasants. Oh, you use that correctly, Dan. The hoi polloi. I, people think it I, means it's fancy. Oh no, it's. Hoi is the, poloi is people, hoi poloi. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much, and we have one more person to thank. Uh, as always, Dan, we have our top donor, uh, and things have been shifting around, so we got some, somebody old but new to thank this week. What? As our top donor, our lord and savior, Demonium! Oh, snap! Demonium's <laughs> back, baby! Came <laughs> roaring in! Nice! All right. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. We sure do appreciate you. More show to come. Dan. Yeah. Um, we live in a funny little city, uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> in a goofy state. It's uh, <laughs> the weird part of the world, yeah. I'll tell you what, folks. And one of the things that makes it weird isn't just the fact that, like, the Mormons are everywhere, right? Mm. And, uh, and the Mormon churches are, you know, just fill up the, the, the scenery, right? Um, there are literally parts of this state where you can stand in one place and see three Mormon churches from your vantage point. They're, just not up, not high on a hill, just oh like yeah. within a three block radius of you. There are now places high up on a hill where you can see multiple temples all yeah. within your view. Uh, but, and, and a lot of that it has to do with the fact that the Mormon church is able to fund this building project. <laughs> yeah. um, and they have no problem funding it. Um, thanks As to their alluded to billions of invested dollars, but uh, you know, the, the building up the, the, uh, a large portfolio of religious edifices, um, uh, would not surprise anyone about a, a real, a church, right? Like you would right. expect them. Yeah. They're going to own buildings where people can go and, uh, quote unquote worship in. Although unlike what you'd imagine other churches would do, what I would imagine a church would do, as this church has gained money, mm-hmm. their edifices have gotten worse. They all, <laughs> yeah. Every new building that they build looks worse than the last one. They're getting uglier and stupider because they run it as a business, and that's I just exactly can't what, imagine it. Yeah, it's absurd. But that's what corporate America does, right? Yeah. The more profitable a company becomes, the cheaper the products the 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 more corners cut they 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 squeeze every dollar out it's, of every opportunity right it's like gordon gecko is the president of the church <laughs> it, i don't understand it but there you go well nonetheless um like you you mentioned in your story um how they've got billions and billions of dollars around and they do nothing regard with regards to homeless shelters 
soup kitchens, charity hospitals, right? So forth and so on, right? Yeah. They the, these are not things that the Mormons do, uh, not in, not in any sort of recognizable way where you would go, oh wow, look at all of the charitable uh, work that this organization <laughs> does. Now, correct, they do give in the tens of millions of dollars every year charitable aid and assistance. A lot of that is like you said before to their own members. Um, but they are, you know, dishing out us, um, just compared to the billions, a, a microscopic amount of money. Right. Yeah. Um, this week got worse for them on the front of like how things look for the Mormons. I mean, it doesn't seem possible, but I'll, I'm going to, I'll bear with you. Well, while you make the case, the more you could possibly know about their holdings, the worse this is going to look. And there was yeah. a big dump this week, a big expose that came out, um, that is showing an, an, an unfathomable amount of real estate holdings in the United States. This is only their holdings in the United States. And we know they have oh, massive wow. so holdings So this doesn't elsewhere. even include, cause we know that they have massive holdings in like Australia. Oh yeah. 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 No, and this is, this is, um, I believe it was in the, t- to the tune of 11 point something billion is what they're estimating. Um, just based on, like county records, like assessed oh, wow. value of the property for tax purposes. Um, and so they added it all up and the, the, it is kind of the point of what I'm trying to talk about and I'm missing the number right now, but um, adjusted, they think it's upwards of actual like market value. Oh yeah, here it is. $11.8 billion set by county assessors for tax purposes, but with a market value of at least $15.8 billion. Now let's talk wow. about what they have. Um, they, they uh, have exhibition halls, libraries, museums, schools. Obviously those sound very connected to sort of a lot of what they do. They have, yeah. you know, church museums here and there. They have, they have BYU, BYU and so forth and so on. But in addition right. to that, uh, they own property in at least <laughs> 3,120 cities and towns in this country. Uh, they have property in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. And yeah. it ranges from vast farm holdings. They recently outbid Bill Gates on let's see it was some piece of yeah it's a bill gates owned company um they with an offer of 209 million dollars to buy easter day ranch in eastern washington um it was in bankruptcy proceedings at the time and the ranch includes twelve thousand acres of potato onion and cattle lands as well as valuable water rights so they they just snatched that away from Bill Gates. He wanted it too. Um, but <laughs> they had to love that. I'll bet, oh, I'll bet they yeah. did it just so that they could say, brag to each other <laughs> that they, that they fucked Bill Gates out of something. Um, they literally own in excess of 2% of the state of Florida. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Yeah. And that's going to be again, we're not talking about places that they're putting churches. We're not talking about the like land for that. They're using for church 
based things. No. We're talking about investment properties. Investment We're talking about money-making investments. Yeah. They, uh, they have, um, let's see, the holdings include areas assessed for use as island resorts, hotels, oh. airports, golf courses, amusement parks, theaters, vineyards, uh, house uh, warehouses, truck stations, uh, funeral homes, health clubs, mines, and cemeteries. They so a lot of this is going to be undeveloped land. They own grand swaths of of property in throughout America, in, throughout the suburbs, um, yeah. to sell to developers. Right? They've specifically yeah. targeted those lands for purchase. Just last year, they bought a two hundred room residence inn by Marriott on Maui for a hundred million dollars. Oh, um, you're going there. You're going to be staying in that very Marriott. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, let's see. I'm really jumping around a lot. Uh, let's see. What else did I mark in this article? If you hear a newspaper rustling around, it's because it's a newspaper. <laughs> um, oh, in uh, Philadelphia, they own a 30-story apartment tower. Uh, wow. In Chicago, they own a 40-story residential tower in the South Loop. It, it is Basically, it, I, it doesn't end like no it. You look in every corner of America, the Mormons own something. And it's not going to say that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints owns it. It'll no. be some sort of property reserve, something or other, or the, the, the company that bought the Bill Gates thing or, or scooped it away from that was something called uh, Agra Northwest. So they have these shell companies yeah. that they do their business with. Oh, they own a $106 million complex in Dallas, Fort Worth that houses the, uh, the, they lease to the aerospace and defense firm Raytheon. Oh my gosh. Um, they own a complex in Austin and another in Minnetonka, Minnesota, both valued at over $40 million. Um, the list contains up to $696 million in residential lands. Uh, I was just talking about that in places such as Tulsa, Oklahoma, Kansas city, uh, Missouri, uh, Lafayette, Indiana, Albany, Georgia, and Modesto, California. And one of their, wow, they, they've, they're covering your entire history, Frank. <laughs> it's everywhere I've ever lived. Um, <laughs> and one of their, the models that they're, it seems like they're kind of developing is that they redevelop, like if they need to, they'll totally redevelop around one of the temples putting yeah. in like, they kind of figured that out with the city Creek mall here in Salt Lake. Um, and uh, they just finished something up in Mesa, Arizona, apparently, mm. that was modeled very closely on, not to the same scale, but it's the same concept with building out a, a nice outdoor mall and putting in lots of residential units, so forth and so on. So they can they also improve the areas around their other holdings, too. So Well, they, you know, they, they in Paris, they built a beautiful Versailles <laughs> that looks just, just lovely. Did you know that the Mormon church in Paris is like right next to Versailles? No. It's like across the street. No way. Yeah. Really? They, they, yeah. Like the they, temple? It's very, yeah, it's relatively new. No the way. Is, oh, yeah. that's really. So cheesy. Awful. <laughs> but they, so, but the, the point of bringing this up isn't to scare you that the Mormons probably own, you know, that, they, that empty they, field out behind your your house they own your building just they they own you they own <laughs> everything about well, you but i mean here's here's to put it a little bit more 
into into like to have a good perspective on this. They're the fifth largest private uh, real estate owning entity in America. Ted Turner oh. owns more than they do. Um, oh. And uh, a couple like like old money families that just have like massive holdings. And then somebody right. else, there was another name that you would recognize. Um, they own more than the Mormon church real estate wise. Otherwise. Oh, but they also believe that sort of, uh, you know, the value of the holdings, the Mormon church probably is the number one real estate holder <laughs> in the country. And we probably don't know everything. And we don't know everything. Because these numbers are not know. from yeah. the church. These numbers are from people doing tireless work uncovering shit. Yeah. And uh, and the church is not giving away this information. The church doesn't. Oh, they no. They never confirm these numbers. We know that it's true because they, they, you know, they look at tax records and they look at yeah all kinds of sh- that kind of shit. But it is a. Uh, it's not easy getting that, you know, to, to nail these guys down. So no, no, no. But like, again, when we bring this up though, one just has to consider the, 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 the moral failure of this organization. Oh yeah. Like, like how can they possibly, possibly hold themselves up as, you know, as, 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 as followers of Christ, you know, right. um, not to commit a fallacy here, but like, like how can they possibly consider themselves Christians <laughs> or just a, cha- like a charitable organization? How do they, how, right. how could they possibly consider this to be a good thing to have these vast holdings and to give so little back? Yeah. It's unbelievable. To me it's absurd it's uh it's it's unconscionable really yeah uh and uh and they yeah they shouldn't be getting away with it it's it's uh the and you know just like the thing in in australia they shouldn't like no, donations to them should not be tax deductible yeah. at this point like they are just a land holding corporation yeah. and oh, yeah. anyone who says otherwise is just kidding themselves yeah. The, the Mormon church could lose all of its members tomorrow. Yeah. And, and those, and they'd be just they're going to be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. In fact, probably better off. They'd be happier. <laughs> they should get rid of, they should ditch the church part. What are yeah. they doing? They've moved so far beyond the church part. It's time that they just own up to it. Yeah. And just it's be like, just okay. a vanity project at this point. <laughs> oh, oh, golly God. gee. Well, there you have it. Yeah, Mormons. The you know there are good Mormons out there. Sure. There are people who are good people. There are even generous um, Mormons out there. But, but uh, the church itself. But the church itself is a fucking disaster, and uh, and I I just yeah don't don't let them convince you otherwise. Oh, I don't think our listeners would be fooled by too much of that. Yeah, you, you it doesn't <laughs> seem like they would be. <laughs> Uh, not with us shitting on them all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, if you uh, have anything to say about this or if you'd like to brag about your land holdings, uh, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. 
Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, would you? Click on the like button, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, they're really great, um, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.